We understand Spanish to a certain level. Ah, sí. ¿Cómo te llamas? Spain? <laughs> This episode of Student Hacks will be heading over to Global Exchange to speak with Jaden, who ventured over to España, Spain. The Global Exchange program is an opportunity UTS provides where students get to choose from a range of partner universities around the world and study and immerse themselves in a culture of their destination. This kind of reminds me of our um, vision board. How we want to like, oh, experience new things. Very good memory, mm. yes. It does ring a bell, you know. We're talking about post-COVID exploration yeah. and trying new things. Maybe this is the opportunity we're looking for. Oh, mm. well, <laughs> today we'll be talking about the experience of studying abroad um, with Jaden's perspective. So he's going to be talking about his experience in Madrid and his Spanish university. And also we'll be gaining insight into how the UTS Global Exchange Program works and what it can offer students. So with Jaden, we'll cover embracing new experiences to make the most of our time overseas, making sure to stay on top of your application and giving yourself time to do so, and planning finances to give yourself as much time and flexibility while you're overseas. So if you've ever considered going on an exchange, keep, keep listening. listening. Hola, bienvenidos a todos a este podcast de Global Exchange. Me llamo Jaden Locaputo Panagas. And today we're going to be talking about all things Global Exchange. So, um, could you um, take us through what Global Exchange is and how your experience with it? Oh, hi guys. Thanks for inviting me. It is a pleasure to be here and I love talking about my exchange. So I will be more than happy to. <laughs> so I went on exchange in the second half of 2019 and I went to Madrid in Spain. And I say to everyone, exchange was the best experience of my life. And everyone I speak to always knows how much I go on about it. And then when they finally go on it themselves, they finally understand what I'm talking about. For me, I honestly think it should be mandatory by government to send students on exchange just because of how much it gives to your life. That period of your life, you know it's going to be the best time of your life and you live it with so many people around the world. Mm. And it's just, it adds so much value to your life and something you can just always look back on so fondly. Um, how did you find out about UTS um, Global Exchange? Like, Well, I always I always said I was, I was interested in exchange. Um, didn't look into it too much in the first year. Mm. Um, just piqued my interest, had a little look, Google search to see if how it could be done, what it could be done. But obviously because I work, I thought I've got a good job now. I can't leave it. Mm. I'm, I'm stuck. So after I did my trip and I realized, wow, this is, this is where what I want to do with my life. Yeah. I looked into it seriously, I got in contact, made sure I had all the right steps in place, did it as early as possible so I didn't miss out. And then the team was extremely helpful in getting me started, which was great. And then from there, I kind of just took every step necessary and made sure I made it happen. Um, I was curious, what made you, um, how, how did you pick Spain for your destination? Was it just something that you wanted to, like somewhere you wanted to go anyway? Yeah, Or, yeah. great question. So my reason for picking Spain was I actually have a Latin background and half my Spanish family speaks Spanish, but I was never taught Spanish. So the one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to learn Spanish. So mm -hmm. I need to pick a Spanish speaking country mm -hmm. and I wanted to be in Europe. So Spain was the obvious choice for me. Yeah. So it worked out perfectly. And yeah, it was the perfect country I could have gone to. Amazing. Did you get to learn Spanish when you were there? Yeah, I did. I did. I was taking Spanish classes and obviously you get to speak it a little bit. 
Um, so I picked up my Spanish quite a bit whilst, whilst I was there, which was good. Amazing. Um, and yeah, learning Spanish was probably my biggest motivator for, for choosing Spain. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, did you, like, was your, were the Spanish classes you were taking, were they counted towards your degree or were they kind of like extra? Um, so the way I did it, I went with kind of free electives. So I had to rearrange my degree. Originally, when I was, I was told I can't go on exchange because I was doing finance and accounting. And I actually needed to do those subjects in Australia because it applies to Australian law mm. and whatsoever. But so it kind of left me a bit gutted and down at the time thinking that that could be the end of my exchange dream. So this is where the team really helped me out because I thought there's got to be a way we have to work this out to make it happen. Yeah. And they suggested a few things. I said, well, if you, if you do a sub-major and you leave a few subjects free, you can go with free electives, which made it easier to make my timetable and choose my subjects over there. I thought, great, um, uh, this is my chance, this is my open door. So that's actually how I did it. So those points did count towards my degree and I still got the credit points by doing Spanish there. Oh, wow. That's so good. That's so yeah, flexible. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the kind of like the exchange experience in general, I guess, um, uh, did you feel like there were, do you have any kind of main takeaways or things that you feel like really helped you like personally, professionally um, from going f- for exchange? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing I took away from exchange was the social aspect of it because you're communicating, you're literally meeting in that first week over 100 people almost per day or per week. Mm -hmm. And throughout your whole exchange, you're meeting another 50 people per week. You're constantly meeting new people from all around the world. So you experience every single culture, every single language. You deal with language barriers, cultural differences. So I think socially, uh, you've got to be extremely open and friendly, which it it lends itself to even shy people kind of come out of their shell on exchange because everyone is in such a happy, friendly mood yeah. that it lifts everyone's spirits. So everyone can really just be themselves and be friendly to each other. So I think for me personally, the social aspect of it, I got to communicate with so many people from so many different backgrounds that it just made me really comfortable with meeting new people, knowing I'd have something relatable because every person you meet has something to teach you. Yeah. So I picked up a little bit from everyone and I think now when I meet people, I look forward to it because I like to learn about their stories, see where they come from, see what their, their state of mind is and the way they view life. Yeah. I think that social aspect makes you extremely comfortable with yourself and around people when you, when you eventually do come back to Australia. Yeah, that's so, really great. So it kind of just opened you up in general. Kind completely. Of like, so how you, you kind of relate to people and talk to people yeah, you've never completely. met before. Yeah, it makes, you, it makes you so friendly. It just makes you see like... Because you're going into it wanting to be friends with everyone. Of course. You don't go into it with prejudgments or yeah. you're angry or you're this. You go into it and you're like, oh, I want to be everyone's best friend and they want to be my best friend. So it creates a really upbeat social atmosphere. Yeah. And you kind of just want to maintain that and take it back with you and spread it, I guess, when mm. you come back to when you're living again like a local. Yeah. Do you think that <gasps> mindset um, helped you with like culture shock or do you think you experienced culture shock when you were in Spain? To be honest, the Spanish culture, I feel, was more suited to me than Australian culture is. Because I remember on orientation, one, one thing I'll tell you, they were giving you, like, warnings about Spain. Like, if you come to Australia, they warn you, be careful of spiders, stay mm. between the flags at the beach, mm. this sort of stuff. When we went to Spain, one of the things they told you was, look, in Spanish culture, if you make plans, it's acceptable to be about 10, 15 minutes late, which perfectly suited me because I'm late for every plan. <laughs> so I found it completely comfortable like I said, I grew up in a Latin culture, but there is still some similarities between Spain with the music, 
Um, the food was fantastic. So I didn't experience too many culture shocks myself. I was very, very comfortable when I was in Spain. Oh, that's so awesome. Cool. That's yeah. so good to hear. Yeah. Um, did you find that there was a lot of, like, did you find that at the beginning, was there, like, cultural or language barriers? Or did you find that they were kind of uh, easier to navigate or things that were sort of, um, I guess, set up for English speakers? Or, like, resources for... Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was very accommodating if you're an English speaker. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of students went, went with the idea to try speak and practice Spanish more, but naturally, because you have so many students from so many languages, mm. the common language amongst all is English. So mm. amongst the students, it was mainly English being spoken so everyone could understand. Oh. Um, and Spain was very easy. You know, people speak an okay level of English. Um but yeah, it was very it was very easy. If you don't speak Spanish, you'll be fine there anyway. Um, and of course, I was learning Spanish in, in university, so I was picking it up as I go, listening on the street, kind of changing your ear to hearing, yeah. hearing Spanish every day. That's so good. Um, um, while you were there, did you experience any like work-life balance issues or do you think it kind of all sorted itself out and you were able to like give time to exploring and then give time to studying or did you have to like yeah. fight for that balance yeah so how this, was your yeah your workload yeah, your study yeah so this was one of the good things at least in my about my universities they were very understanding that the students were there on exchange mm-hmm. and your real education comes from the experience of exchange not mm-hmm. so much what you learn in the classroom what you write down in books yeah. so i think at least my teachers and my university are very understanding that look we're not going to bombard you with homework just attend class, do a few things that we tell you to do and just enjoy Spain, enjoy your experience because really that's what you go there for. Yeah. You still need to stay on top of your studies. I'm not saying disregard it altogether because <laughs> you still need to learn how to balance both. But look, they're very understanding. So I had plenty of time to explore the city. If you do your timetable right, you can give yourself a few extra days for traveling. So I was very lucky. I got my timetable down to Monday and Wednesday. So I pretty much had a four-day weekend every week so i would use that to go to portugal go to morocco go to england and a few other countries around europe and a lot of students did the same so there is definitely balance you can't disregard your your studies altogether Mm. but they are understanding where the real value of exchange comes from so it was it was definitely a lot of time to explore and and enjoy it that's amazing so great that's so great Um, um how did it feel coming back from such a big trip and then coming back to australia and having to just go about your normal life i guess oh it's it's really (laughs) difficult and i think to be honest that is the hardest part of exchange not when you're there some people get homesick which is understandable but Mm. the hardest part is always coming back Mm. i remember i wasn't the only one just going to the airport leaving with a tear running down your face remembering all the memories you made all the friends you made um in my situation i was a little bit lucky because I still had about three months till I started my next semester at UTS. Mm. So I took advantage and I went to South America and backpacked through South America in that time. But um, yeah, a lot of people, me included, coming back to to Australia after living that life, mentally, it's almost like you live two different realities and you come back such a transformed and evolved person. And it's like coming back and you see everything is the same, but you're in an environment where you're just so different and Mm. you have so much more confidence, you know, socially you're so much more confident in your ability to talk to people. So I think mentally it does take a big toll because you're almost kind of chasing that high of exchange again in your in your everyday life. Yeah, right. And trying to find like the similar like aspects of life. Yeah. Like trying to, you know, connect with people as you said. Exactly. You still want to like upkeep the life of 
of enjoying life, going yeah. out on a Monday night being the normal thing, yeah. <laughs> meeting meeting friends just for for tapas or sangria on a Wednesday. Yeah. You kind of want to maintain a little bit of that to give you give yeah. you that excitement in life because if you work 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 every day, then it can it can take a toll on you, especially if you don't enjoy what you do. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I tried to I tried to keep it fun when I came back and do some things that remind me of that exchange yeah. so i guess you learned a lot more about work-life balance in spain yeah yeah wow that's yeah. so good <laughs> it's so great it's Absolutely. kind of like you bring a part of that culture like the your exchange culture yeah. back to your yeah. real life or like to australian life yeah exactly to your like life here. australian life sometimes i feel can get caught up in just being work 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 and you mm. you you know you live to work you don't work to live um, and I think that's what European culture, especially places like Spain, teach you is that you still need to enjoy life because that's the things that make life worth really living, really. Absolutely. So it's important to do both. You need to work to be able to have this type of life. Yeah. But it's important to enjoy it along the way. Absolutely. Speaking of work, um, I was curious, um, and I think a lot of people are curious when they think about exchange, kind of like the financial side of things. Yeah. Like, did you work while you were over there? Like, how did you kind of navigate the money side of things? Yeah. So in terms of working whilst I was over there, I was considering it when I was going there, but I heard someone say a really good tip that made a lot of sense to me, and I'm grateful that I listened to it. So they said, when you're thinking about going to work on exchange, Look at it like this. You're going to be meeting friends from all over the world, have so many new friends, so many exciting things to do on weekends. If they're doing a road trip to the south of France one weekend, you don't want to have to tell them, oh, sorry, I can't go. I've got a shift at work, mm. which, uh, which sold me right there. So I think Australia, one of the best things about the country is there's so much opportunity and you can make good money by working almost any job here, much more than some other countries in the world. So we're very fortunate to be here in terms of money. So I would say... Work hard whilst you're in Australia and just have that end goal in mind that, you know, you're working hard for a reason and you can enjoy all this money you're saving when you're overseas. So I would say do your best to save money here, work hard here, and then just go enjoy yourself. Don't tie yourself down to too many responsibilities there because when you're there, it's really just about having freedom and enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like tied down and like figuring out your schedule and your roster while you're there. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Cool, yeah. So that was part of your prep then in terms of like when you were in Sydney um, revving up to, you know, leave to your exchange. You were kind of like putting in the hours, working and setting things up so you could go and enjoy it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was working full time at an accounting firm and doing my studies here at night. So yeah, that was my main goal. Just save up as much as possible. I know it's going towards something and it's going to be worth it. So I went and I saved up enough to just enjoy myself. I didn't have to think too much and penny pinch. It was, I could really go and enjoy myself whilst I was there. So say if someone was um, very interested mm-hmm. in going in exchange after hearing you talk about it and selling it so well, um, how would someone go about like applying for exchange? How, how did you find it? So the process starts from when you start applying to when you actually get on the plane is roughly about a year. So be prepared in advance. I believe you need to do like one year's worth of credit points until you can go on exchange. So mm. it's worth looking into it even from your first year just to get an idea when to start applying. Mm. So when you start the process, you give your interest, you say, what do I need to do now? The team is extremely helpful. They give you all the paperwork. They set up your visa. First, you need to be accepted by the university. Once that acceptance comes through, you take it to the consulate that you're going to get your student visa. Mm. You sort out your subjects here at UTS and what you're going to be doing there. 
Um, but the team was really helpful in, in, in helping and facilitating that. So, so they are kind of the steps you need to take when applying for exchange. Amazing. Awesome. And there's people to help you out throughout the process. Yeah, absolutely. Like there is a little bit of paperwork involved, Mm. but it's so worth going through with it and sticking with it. And the team is whatever question you have, they were extremely helpful with me. And dealing with consulates, I'm not sure if you've dealt with consulates before, they're extremely difficult to deal with. No. <laughs> so definitely be prepared in that in that aspect. <laughs> I've had a lot of, yeah, quirks with like <laughs> applying for visas and all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say just, just do it in advance so you, you give yourself enough time. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Just good to kind tip. of suss off your options. Yeah, yeah exactly. How they helped you with your exactly. sub-major, was it? that they created the uh, electives? Yeah, so especially, well, at least in my case, it's good to understand some subjects you might need to do certain things for in order to go on exchange. In mm. my case, I had to I had to study the accounting and finance here in Australia. So they helped me adjust my schedule a little bit so it allowed me to go on exchange. Oh, awesome. That's so that you, you could accommodate it within your degree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you have any, did you have any challenges while you were in, on a, on the trip abroad or did you think you kind of it was it resolved by itself um i I was very lucky i didn't really face too many too many challenges in terms of being away Mm. i was quite comfortable being away from home Um, it was my first time living out of home actually so maybe like some domestic skills like cooking and (laughs) things like this i'm still not very good at but things like that um in terms of challenges i was very lucky i Mm. saw some people the first few days the homesickness started to get to them Mm. so once they got over that and they found a few friends it was like you said the atmosphere around exchange and being amongst it is so happy and uplifting it's it's almost impossible to feel sad whilst whilst you're there yeah so good yeah is there any way we can find out more about Global Exchange? Yeah, so there's actually a, a Think, Think Global Exchange Fair coming up. And there they share all the information. You can get involved and see a little bit more about what it's about. So I think that's a great great thing to attend and really get a feel and build the excitement for going on exchange. Oh, maybe it's something we can check out. We can. Yes. yes. We'll do it right now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, fantastic. Well. Um, but yeah... Awesome. So Global Exchange sounds like a really comprehensive sort of program to kind of help you set up and, you know, give you a lot of support from that. We're just wondering what kind of um, what kind of range do they have for the programs they offer? So um, I know there's the semester exchange, which is, I believe, what you did. Yeah, yeah, I, I did the, the full semester exchange. I believe yeah. it goes up to two semesters. That's mm-hmm. the maximum you can do. Yeah. Um, but I'm also aware there's a there's a short program, a short exchange program, which I I believe it goes between your semesters at UTS. You can go for about two, three weeks or maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wish I knew about it earlier because I probably would have done it if if I knew about it earlier in my degree. And I think that's a great way if you if you can't make the full commitment, if you really can't go for the full semester, I would recommend full semester. If you can't go, it's a great way to still get that experience and live you know that do it in a in a more com- compact period mm. but you still get to live live that life for a few weeks yeah and have a little taste at least uh, yeah, absolutely you know, and be like oh i could do a yeah it could just be a great way to introduce yourself to exchange yeah especially it's if you haven't little, traveled before yeah absolutely it's like slow commitment only about two three weeks and then from there you can really open your up your eyes and say okay, I really want to go do a full exchange now yeah. Yeah. especially if you're like an introvert and you're like maybe i can't 
be social for like yeah. a whole se- like a whole semester. Yeah. I'll be social for three weeks and yeah. call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even if it's a financial thing as well. well so true. if you can't um do the whole semester yeah. financially, you can have a little short um, exchange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. It's great that they have different options. Yeah. Um yeah, cool. Hey everyone, so thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We want to take this opportunity to thank Jaden as well for coming over to our little space and joining us with the interview and just coming after work. Like, I bet he was tired, but he gave us all the energy that we were looking for. Honestly, such a legend. Such a legend. Um, an amazing energy. So yeah. thank you so much, Jaden. And he taught us so much, like how we should start applying right now. Exactly. ASAP, because we need time Mm -hmm. and it's a lengthy process but it's worth it Mm -hmm. because we can then start saving up after we've applied exactly um so applying early and then getting into that process will give you plenty of time to start saving up and figuring out your finances and all the other stuff you'll have to arrange um so that we can embrace like all the experiences yeah. that we do have once we do go abroad. Yeah, have that time and flexibility to just kind of hop into whatever adventure comes straight ahead to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. unless we'll get, because un- if we don't, we'll get tied down with responsibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to be able to, you know, be able to grab all the opportunities just like Jaden did. Yeah. And you want to be able to, yeah, have all that flexibility yeah. for yourself. Hop head first then. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think... Quick, talk about the Hunger Games. <laughs> no, but, like, I have so many theories. You know what? I think, I think you need to read the prequel. I, I really do. And yeah. before we before we watch it. Yeah. Like, before it comes out, I've got to read it. Yeah. Or, like, get halfway into it and then go watch the movie. No, no, I'm just going to... Wa- wait, why? Do you think that's I'm, a good idea? I think, I think it will shock you. Because <gasps> I feel like half... Like, it changes halfway. Like, the tone, everything Ooh. changes. Like, he changes... Why, because of something that happened, or it just does that stylistically? No, because of something that happened. <gasps> so when you're watching the movie, you'll be like, you'll be caught up to half of, halfway, yeah. and then you'll be like blind for the rest, but then it'll be cool. I feel like, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Listen, with my reading speed, that's what will happen, <laughs> okay? <laughs> it will just turn out that way. 